0: How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Weekend Variety Show for the Gaming Observer, Saturday, August the 7th. My friends, today I want to talk about a game that I recently played and completed. Oh, you might have heard of it. It's called The Last of Us by Naughty Dog. Now, you might remember a few weeks ago I talked about how I'm going to be foraying into the swath of PlayStation exclusives, because I moved in with somebody who has a PlayStation 4, and it's the first time I've had access to one. And so I started with The Last of Us Remastered. And, you know, I've got to say, you know, it's it's often considered one of the best games to ever been made, I'm sure at the top of many people's favorites of all time, and I totally get it. I think it was an extremely good game. And I actually think I'm in an interesting position with how I played this game, because I went into it knowing that it was so well-loved, And I also went into it spoiled. I knew how the game ended. And actually, many of the story beats I found that, you know, I'd already kind of knew they were coming. And I think for a lot of people, that ends up being a negative, or maybe even a reason not to play the game. But in my case, I I don't know if my experience was enhanced by the fact that I was spoiled, but it certainly was not ruined. And I think that's a testament to how fantastic the journey is of that game. I think one of its biggest strengths is its pacing. You're always on your toes. You're always kind of experiencing something new without anything dragging on too long. And meanwhile, you know, the the game is building up these relationships that actually feel meaningful and not forced at all. The characters are spending time with each other and they manage to find that balance of establishing those relationships but not making them feel drawn out. I also think the game did a very good job of balancing the core gameplay loop. You know, you could very easily have seen them do like much larger maps than they did or have more intricate crafting systems and resource gathering and stuff like that. Almost in a a Tomb Raider-like fashion. But I don't think they went overboard with really anything. The levels were well-designed, logical for plot reasons and for, you know, player movement reasons while still giving you quite a bit of freedom to move around and kind of tackle the situations as you desire. You know, much of the time they allow you to do either stealth or guns blazing. And I did both of those throughout my experience playing the game. And then the crafting system. I think in games like this, I tend to believe that crafting systems are a little bit tacked on for, for no good reason. You know, I think about something like Tomb Raider, and I was like, I, I would have uh, fully loved that game if they just didn't have any crafting system at all. But in The Last of Us, I feel like it made sense. There weren't any tough decisions that had to be made or anything that was difficult to acquire for crafting. There was pretty limited options in terms of what you could do. You were actually rewarded for your exploration. And also, you know, resources were so plentiful that I never felt like, oh, I should hold on to something and not craft something or use something because... If I waste it, or if I use it at the wrong time, then I'm going to be able to come across the resources soon enough to just make it again. On the other hand, I mean, that's the crafting system, but the other thing it did well was its ammunition system, because they didn't give you an overabundance of ammo. It was very frequent that I was running out of bullets and wouldn't come across ammo for that gun in in a number of levels. Of course, they gave you a lot of options for weapons, but I just thought it was really cool how the survival aspect of the game still did seem to come through in the thing that keeps you alive. All of the extra stuff that you could craft, that was just pleasantries. So anyway, I don't know. You know, I don't think The Last of Us, for me, is ending up on my favorites of all time list. And that's not because I didn't enjoy it, obviously. I spent this whole episode talking about how great it was. But I think playing it in 2021 is a little bit different than playing it when it came out in 2013. And I think being spoiled on a game also kind of disconnects you from the emotional journey of it all. Like I said, I enjoyed it, but I, I, I wasn't invested. I wasn't questioning about the future. And so it definitely goes up there as one of the best games I've ever played. But if I were to make uh, like a top 10 list of the games that I played in the 2020s in the year 2030, I'm going to guess that I'm going to play 10 games that I enjoyed more than this one in the next 10 years. I know I just said a lot of numbers, but you, you get my meaning. I'm very much looking forward to playing the second game, which is going to come probably in a, in a while, because I have a few other PlayStation exclusives to go through. And that's a little bit more recent of a release, so we'll see we'll see how I feel about that one. And I'm not spoiled on that one either. either. So, anyway. My next game is Marvel Spider-Man. I'm super excited for it. I'll let you know how it goes. My friends, thank you so much for tuning in. It's greatly appreciated. I'll be back with another Variety Show tomorrow, back with the news on Monday. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. The TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. I'm happy I talked about that game. I, uh, and I'm happy I played it, right? I think, I think one thing that I really want to do is make an effort to have played the most popular games that have ever come out. Many of the PlayStation exclusives are up there, but there's a lot of games that are like really old that I never played. Like I've never played the first Legend of Zelda, right? I think I should do that at some point. I've never played the original Doom or most of the Resident Evil games, or, I don't know, the Metroid games, Metroid Prime, right? Like, all of these things that, that for some for so many people are a huge part of their lives, and, and for gaming culture are so important. I just haven't played them. And that doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy them all, right? I've played Ocarina of Time, and I did not enjoy it. Or, sorry, no, that, I was wrong. It wasn't Ocarina of Time. It was Majora's Mask. Anyway, so I'm glad to have another game off of the bucket list, if you will. And it kind of leaves me in an interesting position of like what games I'm playing right now, because I've got Marvel Spider-Man and that's great. And I actually still have to finish up Final Fantasy X. I know I wrapped that up a long time ago, but there's still like one or two more sessions I have to do to actually finish it. I thought I was so much closer to the end than I actually am, but I'm just following a walkthrough for that. So it shouldn't take too long. And then on the P, like that's what I'm playing on console. On PC, I'm still hoping to play through Prey. You remember I was playing that? But unfortunately, it's like not bringing me, it's not drawing me in the way that a lot of other games are. Like, I really appreciate Prey, but I think it's not clicking with me in the way that I really want it to. I'm going to give it at least one more session, but, you know, I and I have such a huge appreciation for that studio. Like, I really want to play Deathloop. I don't know. It's um. It's also just like I don't do a lot of gaming on my PC these days. Because there's two other games that I'm playing on PC. It's Dying Light and Minecraft Dungeons. But that's because I'm playing them co-op. I'm, I'm doing multiplayer sessions. I mean, I'm also playing Valheim in that case and Sea of Thieves on PC. But those aren't consistent. Those are like once every week or every other week, couple of weeks, when Jordan and I have nothing better to do. But it's okay. I'm content. You know, you've been listening to all the other hobbies that I've been getting into over the last couple of weeks. And, and that's filling up my time. I'm reading comics right now. That's not something I ever really did, and I'm new to the scene, so that's exciting for me. Same with board games. I've been talking all about board games. We're actually playing a new one tonight. Uh, It's called The Joker, A Diabolical Party Game. Uh, Jordan is pretty huge into Batman and and the Joker, so he buys a lot of Batman-themed games. Um, What do do I got? I got comics, I got board games. Oh yeah, I've been doing some reading. I mean, it's been a while, but I was reading some short stories from Ted Chang. And one of those short stories was The Inspiration for Arrival. I still haven't gotten to that one. So I want to read the book up to, a, you know, at least that one. And if it doesn't catch me, then maybe I'll just read that one. But And then I've also got this post-apocalypse trilogy I was talking about a while ago called Wool. Uh, I read the first two books and I just need the third book. So that's on the to-do list. So, you know, I got lots going on. Video games are, you know, I'm, I'm liking the environment of video games of chilling out on the couch. And not sitting at my desk, because I sit at my desk to do this show and to work. So that's also why I'm pretty interested in, like, the Steam Deck. Because if you can hook that up to a TV, then I can play my PC games on the Steam Deck. Oh man, oh man. Now I'm invested, right? So, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, hope you had a good day today. I had a pretty good day. I I went out for a walk this afternoon. We went to our local park. And it's funny, this local park has, like, some animals there that they bring out in the summer. And they've got, like, um, chickens and a peacock and a couple of goats and some donkeys. They're very cute. The donkeys are very cute. We miss the one donkey that used to be there. Her na- the, the donkey's name was actually Shelby. So Shelby would go with me and we'd go look at the donkey named Shelby. And, like, Shelby was, like, actually the cutest animal in that whole thing. So, anyway, it's not really a zoo. It's like, um, it's like the city puts these animals in cages and, uh you know, pretty big cages. They're like enclosures and like takes care of them in the summer. I don't know where they go in the winter, but anybody can go there and just check them out. It's pretty cool. Anyway, folks, uh, that's about all for today. Thanks for being here. Greatly appreciated. We'll be back with another show tomorrow. And until then, farewell. (laughs)